When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Hello, whores. Hello. Hello. It's okay Is that the proper way you. to greet my friends? Is that what I do? I mean, it's not not the proper way. You know, it's it's a way. It's an an expression, not the expression. So please feel free to use whatever words you like. Hi, welcome to choose another, your grading. Yeah, choose your grading, and you know, honor people's pronouns uh, when you do that because it's trans. I mean, every day, but also during Trans Awareness and Resilience Week, which is this week. Ooh, trans Day of Remembrance is coming up this weekend. You know, so in honor of that, my name is Marsha P. Johnson. My name is, oh man, why don't I ever come up with a cute name? What well, that's because I come, I come up with him off the top of my head. You, um, today, your name is um, uh, Miss Major. My name is Paloma Matt Linder. That's your drag name, for sure. Paloma is the name of the drink that I found. So, hello friends, welcome to another edition of Your Favorite Ants, where we might have a beverage or two, we're hoping you do as well. And mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. wanna know how the hell you are, but I wanted to share that I am at the Hilton in downtown Nashville. Wow, and so I know. And um, they have Paloma um, in cans. That's really cool. They have this thing uh, at the bar I go to called Long Drink. And it's kind of like a, a a gin fizz situation. It's pretty great. Um, currently, I mean, I don't. I'm gonna drink this down a little bit, and then I'm gonna go um, add something to it. Yeah, I'm gonna go get some tequila in a second. Um, but I, I knew that we needed to get the the ball rolling initially. So, so how the hell are you? Oh, I'm very tired today. Mm. Um. I hadn't slept well the past two nights for whatever reason. I'm not, I'm not going to blame it on the uh, the moon, but like it was a lunar eclipse. So like you tell me, you tell me. Does that mean something's in retrograde? No, it means that there was an eclipse. Oh, and that also affects things. Yes, everything in the sky affects everything. Why are you surprised okay. by this? I don't know. I'm always learning. I'm here. I am here, but to learn. Mm, for such a time as this, I'm just tired. Um, and uh, I mean, like right before we got on the phone, like the news broke that Kyle Rittenhouse got acquitted. And I'm just like, 
Oof. my mood like after that i was just like you know i really do need to roll a joint because this is this is too much too much on today you know it's a it's a strange reality i'm excited that that's on our list of things to go through because i went mm-hmm. to put it on our list and it was already there oh yeah uh, so um yeah so i will that's I, gonna I get into our grievances i'm afraid yeah i'm gonna put uh, so i'm gonna put myself at um uh existentially of three um personally uh I actually put myself at an eight. I've had a fine day and, um, you know, went, um, had working out and enjoying it. And, uh, but today when I was doing, first of all, I hate, like, can I just say gyms are places of pure eroticism. I just, 100%. There is nothing more that looks more like foreplay than, um, watching a CrossFit. Oh, like when we were doing so, like some of the warmups today, we were just doing air squats, but we were using like a, a PVC pipe to like keep it balanced. So basically just have a loose grip around it and as you're so that and keep it up and down as you are squatting in oh, the air. No. So we have <laughs> all four of us going, do, 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 you know, oh, and, no. uh, you know, our hands grasping our PVC pipes as we squatted down. I'm just like. Anybody else see this? Am I am I am I <laughs> the this... villain here? Am I the problem? Am I the disgusting whore? I mean the answer is am yes. I the problem. The answer is sure. Uh, um and then on top of that, I mean, I knew that this would eventually happen, that one very, very attractive man would be in the gym. And when I tell you that You found him. Uh he doesn't listen to this podcast. Patrick, I love you already. I love all <laughs> six of your abs. I love your ginormous back. And I just had so Ooh. much joy looking at you today. <laughs> oh. um, I like this. And you know what? It's Trans Awareness Week. And as a non-binary person, I reserve the right to objectify white men. Hmm. Is that how that works? You know, I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking, I'm, I'm going to say it's Trans Awareness Week. And as a Tarns myself, I'm going to do what I want. I'm just kidding. I just want to say that. One of my favorite things that you do, only when it's appropriate, when you know the person's going to be okay. But if we're like at a store and they don't have a flavor or something, you will say, especially if you're wearing like one of your like more if I'm, like if I'm overtly outfits, queer, if I'm overtly if you're queer. overtly queer, you will say this is homophobia because it is, <laughs> and it's the because fu- the person behind the counter doesn't know whether they're supposed to laugh or not, so they'll mm. be like. <laughs> yeah and most of the time the thing is like i really am like i know that it's not really homophobia when you don't have the thing i need or want or when things don't go my way but isn't it though (laughs) i mean i mean in i guess it all depends on your perspective Um, (laughs) am i the villain that's a great question uh, am i the villain um and uh how are you and also to our friends who are joining us live to answer in the comments how are you because i know we have eight ish people fluctuating in and out um we're also streaming on on twitter now too i could actually set it up to stream on your twitter as well if you want to get wild i can also stream to your facebook if you really want to get wild i love that yeah yeah stream it everywhere um i have had a rough day Um, tell me about the woes but i'm doing well uh so i you know this um i came to the south uh last week i shared that i was injured but i was hoping to run tomorrow's rock and roll 
half marathon mm-hmm. and I have what's known as plantar's fasciitis. If you've ever had plantar fasciitis, it's pretty gnarly. It's not planters, it's plantar, plantar. 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 And, you had a plantar um, fasciitis. I do. I have it. Fashionitis. I have fashionitis. You're um, a plantar and, fascist. Got it. <laughs> and I uh, I worked really hard to not run, which is a really difficult thing for me. And I realized that um, some of my pretty gnarly food issues are tied to me feeling like I deserve or don't deserve to eat. So when I had a knee injury in high school that took me out from playing mm-hmm. soccer, I would go to soccer parties or whatever, and I wouldn't eat because I didn't deserve to eat because I hadn't played. And so I know, and I didn't really put all that together. So yesterday I um, – really was starting to feel a little bit better in my foot. So I'm like, maybe I'll be able to run. And the whole time, by the way, Kevin, the entire time has entire said, time, entire time has said, you shouldn't run like your body. I mean, like I told you like a month, I think the thing I said was just like, I hope you know that you're not going to run that race. And you <laughs> got very upset with me. You said it so like lightly. And I was like, um, I mean, because I did, yeah, I didn't know how much was tied to it for me. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, there's, there's some stuff around being, um, being tough. There's some stuff around like mm. feeling like I'm resilient, uh, Which you are. this, this is not something I can will better. And so yesterday I went to a doctor here and, uh, he was running through all the things he could do. Um, he said, I, I don't want to give you a steroid shot cause that could make things worse. And so decided to give me a shot in my ass. Uh, <laughs> it's never not funny. <laughs> except like, wait, you got me. You got me. Kevin, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. So I got a shot of uh, anti-inflammatory right on my butt. And as I have my drawers down, right, the nurse looks at me and says, honey, I had to look at your um, chart several times because I said, there is no way you are in your 40s. Um, as my butt is out, she's like, you look fantastic. Yes. And I was like, I'm going to take that <laughs> because I'm also going to take that. <laughs> and both of those things are, uh, yeah. and it was so sweet and so kind. But so yesterday, last night, got to tell you, was running around because I could, mm-hmm. uh, right after the shot, about a half hour later, I was able to jog. Mm-hmm. I was feeling it. I was like going to prove everybody wrong. I'm strong. I'm tough. And I was like, kind of ramping myself up, getting excited. My running partner and his wife are here. They're mm-hmm. fantastic friends of mine. He's like, yeah, I could tell you. He was like trying to not get too excited because this is his first half marathon. And to have mm-hmm. me run with him is going to be the most exciting thing. Right. This morning we got up to do a training run in a mile in. It was like running on a nail. And Nope. And I looked at him and he said, you're not okay. And I said, no. And... um. Mm-hmm. He and I like ran to uh, another mile and um, he said, you know what we got to do? And I said, yeah, I got to, I got to pull out. And then 13 seconds later, I started bargaining. Like you hear about grief being in stages. I was like, but what, but what if this happens? And what if that happens? And he did a great thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, here's what's going to happen. If you try to muscle through this, Sarah, mile one, you're going to run and it's going to hurt real bad, but you're going to be like in a stadium. And I used to run track and I mm-hmm. run in stadiums. So he's like, you're going to be in a stadium, the Titan stadium. You're going to feel really good. You're going to have a crowd. So you're going to run for a mile. And then you're going to be in so much pain by mile two that by mile three, you're going to be walking. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to start crying. And, and this is totally right mm-hmm. because 
you're going to know. I can see it perfectly and clearly in my mind. You're going to need to leave the race. And he said, um, in mile four, you're going to have to call an Uber to take you back, but you're not going to be able to find Amy. That's his wife. You're just going to be, and he's like, Sarah, I I know you, you're going to worry that you've disappointed me, that you're like a failure, all these things. He goes, if you pull out today, like we can avoid you permanently damaging your, um, so all this sort of stuff, he had to like walk me through it. And I know that's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. but it was really hard. And then I didn't realize all the things that were tied to it. So I started crying a little bit and then mm-hmm. he hugged me and we walked, we went over to the um, expo and pulled me from the race. And the guy that was working the counter was so nice. He looked at me, he said, we're not supposed to do this and don't get him in trouble. I don't, whoever he was, but they moved me from one race to another. So I'll be able to run in April as if I had registered for April and not for this race. But tomorrow I'm going to watch a bunch of my teammates that run on my run team finish half marathons. And I'm going to be proud of them, but I am limping. And it's almost as if, uh, yeah, I feel like the divine is like, just stop, stop it. Because it's worse than it's Mm -hmm. ever been. Um, I mean, the divine slash your body slash what's the difference? They're talking at you. And it's just like, I was talking to somebody else the other day. I'm just like, there is so much information that's coming from our bodies all of all the, the time. time. Is I was I heard this. Uh, it was actually a TikTok. Um, Jessamine's Garden. Go follow her um, everywhere. Okay. Uh, but she says, I don't know who the fuck needs to hear this, but, and she says, um, you're not afraid of meditation. You're afraid of the noise that ha- comes up. The noise is not the problem. The problem is you don't want to figure out what the noise is saying. Mm. And I'm like, that's it. Like. Everyone thinks mm-hmm. the noise is the problem. Like the noise is the problem, and you, meditation is the way that you sit down and you sort that shit out. When yeah. You, when I think I feel like once the mindfulness journey begins, it just like continues to go, and then once you like it, just like it becomes easier to make choices that are helpful. And you made a choice that was helpful. Yeah, and it's been it's been really uh, good. I think for me to. Um, like like wonder and kind of question into the dark about uh, what was the worth coming from? Because this is not, guys, I am not running in the Olympics tomorrow. That wasn't, there was in no way, mm-hmm. but there was like this thing. You were paying was, to run in the race. Right, right. Paying money um, to do it. <clears throat> and do I still matter even if I can't? And so it's been fun having friends here who are like, you are great. You're stubborn and that's great. And we're proud of you, but also like know your limits. So um, that's been really hard for me. Um, but it's been a really great trip. I got to like hang out with my brother and his girlfriend and it's been such a great trip being back here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think right now there's this like big lesson for me. Uh, and I don't know who the hell needs to hear this, that like my worth really is not tied mm-hmm. to the things that I for so long have allowed it to be tied to my ability to perform as an athlete, my ability to perform as, um, as a, someone who works, you know, like, so yesterday, your I ability to perform as a pastor, your ability to be a person online, your ability to yeah. uh, communicate clearly the things you actually want when you actually don't know what you want yet, you know, the whole nine, the whole nine. So I am doing well. It feels like it's been like a crazy emotional day. Um, mm. I've noticed my That's emotions it are, has been right. My emotions are very strong right now. I also have a friend whose mom is really sick and um, he's been texting me and I like, I've been feeling it. So that's what happens for me mm-hmm. when I don't have an opportunity to work it out of my body. And so right now, uh, I'm trying to figure out what she needs, what, what would be good for her mm-hmm. to feel 
Like, it's okay that I can't walk. Like, I limp, guys. My limp is aggressive mm, right I'm now. I'm so sorry. So, thank you. I mean, as somebody who has walked with a cane and has needed to pick up my cane a few times in my life, I am so sorry. It's very painful. It, it also is. sucks to, like... You never know, like, this is, like, like so, like, people who have, like, permanent disabilities and, like, mm-hmm. really serious chronic pain, I just want to say, uh, I see you, I love you, and I wish I could give you a hug and tell you yeah. that um, you're special to me. And I don't know. It's My hard. mom lives with chronic pain, and I think it's these days that I think about, wow, like, the little irritants that she can feel. Uh, all the time but you feel so raw you feel so raw when you're in pain and especially like Mm -hmm. looking around so the hardest thing for me too is like going to the expo and seeing these super fit people running their training laps Mm -hmm. and i'm like i could do that but i can't do it and there's only one part of me that can't do it and that's what it that's what life can be like right like there's no thing and here's the thing it's just like oh i should plug in my computer thank you computer for telling me Um, oh gosh hold on one second please you're fine Mm -hmm. I'm reading the comments too, and uh, Richard says, "Amen." I feel that as a musician, when things go wrong, yeah, you kind of like think your worth is tied up in it. Also, so I'm in Nashville, guys. There is live music everywhere, and mm. when I say everywhere, I mean I walked by Taco Bell last night, and they had a guy performing in Taco Bell. Can you imagine him calling home to the Midwest, telling his family, "I finally got a gig in Nashville, and it's Taco Bell"? I mean, get your coins. Get your coins. I also want to say, like, some people say, oh, there's only one part of me that can't do something. I'm actually just like, when the whole, when a part of the body is sick, the whole body is sick. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just like, no, it's like you, your body is incapable of doing this thing. Yep. And that Mm -hmm. is just not a big deal. It's sad. Well, and the other thing that Sean, that's my running partner, caught me saying, which was hysterical, is um, I said to him, you know, uh, the thing is, is like if I pop all of the plantar fasciitis, the fasciitis, if I if I pop, pop what, what could happen mid-run is that I would burst it. Um, the doctor said I'll just be in a boot for like eight weeks. I won't even have to have surgery. And he goes, do you hear yourself? <laughs> It's like, do you hear the words coming out of your mouth? Yeah, it's very interesting to me that, like, for me, if it's painful in any way, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to (laughs) win. It is a weird – and it's a competitiveness that doesn't exist with other people. It's all internal. Mm. Um, And so I think there's – Yeah, that's And that's the wild part to me is, like – nobody's making you do it. We like nobody, but also just like, so like, that's your compulsion. Like my compulsion, uh, I mean, it's probably smoking weed if I'm being honest, but like, that's a different story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one of the, one of these things is filling me with joy. Something is filling you with pain. So maybe they're not like a comparison. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. All right. All right um, we should start talking. So, so that's moving out of how the hell yeah, are you? So thank you. If you haven't told us how the hell you are in the comments, please feel free to Let do that. Let us know. Sick, but not COVID sick. Praise the Lord. Um, Good to hear. Um, Tired and distracted. Sierra, I feel you. Never. Not me. We're moving now into the part of our show where we're talking about the goings on of the world. Um, uh, I think we called it, one time we called it thoughts and prayers. Uh, or just, just to be goofy. Did you hear? Did you hear? Um, but basically we talk about uh, things going on in the world, uh, Christian subculture, regular culture, everything in between. Um 
do we want to start with the bullshit of the world or do we want to start with yeah let's start with grievances and end with um serious discussion about um the music this week oh yeah because a lot's happening i met up actually with our friend who's a music producer this morning who's like right across right now uh and he is working with lauren daigle ew she seems great actually Listen, she went and sang open faced with noodle with ramen noodle hair man in oh, public. Yes. And also okay. it's so I'm just like, you can have her. She's got an amazing voice, but just guess what? Like, you know, she's worshiping an idol right now. So I can't abide being with people who are unrepentant sinners. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So obviously the number one thing that's on both of our heads is what happened to and I love that you wrote this in the notes. Mm-hmm. Kyle Roddenhouse, instead of, isn't his name Rittenhouse? Britain. Ah, fuck if I know. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, fully acquitted. If you haven't caught the news or been on social media in the past four hours or so. Like, I went to I went to take a, a dirt nap this afternoon because I was so fucking tired. And then when I woke up, that was on Twitter. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? It kind of came on a weird because I had just read the news uh, about the clemency mm-hmm. for Julius uh, Jones. For Julius Jones, uh huh. And uh, I thought, okay, here's something. We're making a little bit of progress here. Now he still got life in prison, and we're still dealing with the fact that most likely he is not guilty. Um, mm-hmm. And then this came up, and there is no question this man killed some people. And the problem is, is that uh, the prosecution did not do a great job at all. Um, I mean, I also think that the fucking judge was out of his mind. Like, you can't call those people victims. Okay, because like, here's the deal. Because one of them pulled a gun. <clears throat> here's the deal. Is if, even if they are stealing things, even if that is true, is, is the punishment for theft, for petty theft, death? Mm-hmm. And who gets to decide that? Certainly not Kyle Rittenhouse, but apparently so. And also, yeah. I do not see. I just I hate I hate it I hate it I hate it. It's a fucked up system. I mean, like people were saying. I mean, also, I am not shocked. No, I'm not shocked in the slightest no, because no. it's just like no. and like a lot of people were hoping because of what was happening with the Chauvin uh, murder trial. Right. Um, they're like, okay, so this is progress. We're finally moving to no. It depends on where you fucking are in the world, in the country. And also, I will yeah. say that this is not a bipartisan thing. This isn't a polarized thing. Something I read, it was a Washington Post article actually said, uh, it's not polarization. It's actually the radicalization of the Republicans, like to a point where they are. We got to recognize, like this is, it's off the fucking deep end at this point. I think we've got like, I think we've got like a off the deep end because i really do feel like we've got some pretty crazy i mean i am i'm a socialist and a leftist i'm not a liberal um so uh i am i'm ready to burn it all down i'm getting my passport i'm going somewhere else i don't care where it's probably not better anywhere else but i'm just tired of being here (laughs) (laughs) i think it's us um so i was I went whiskey tasting the day before yesterday at uh, in a in a town Lynchburg, 
Uh, and <sighs> I actually was Lynchburg, Virginia, home of Liberty University, the biggest evangelical this college is Lynchburg, in the Tennessee. Oh, I thought you were in Lynchburg, Virginia. I was, I was in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Um, that's why uh, I was like, why are you in Lynchburg? <laughs> well, that's a, I mean, so that's where uh, the um, what's his name? Help me. Gentleman Jack, Jack Daniels, uh, is the Jack Daniels. So we were there to go to the distillery. But we pull up, and I'm with my friends who are from California, and right, we've got some like different experiences. Mm-hmm. We pull up, and the, it's a Civil War store. And this guy is oh, like, shit. And so that was, we already kind of had this weird feeling. It was very weird, like very weird feeling. Um, and then we get to the distillery, and I have to say, the coolest thing was that there was an entire section of it. Uh, that was um, all about the family of the man that Jack Daniels became. They worked together. He was black. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who taught him how to make whiskey. And the two of them, he like, it's the neatest story. Um, and Jack Daniels has always employed. So once the man became a free, so he was a slave originally. Mm-hmm. Then he became freed. And he still wanted to work at the distillery, so stayed in mm-hmm. the community. And then every one of his descendants still to this day, they have family that work at the Jack Daniels distillery. And the museum spent a good amount of time talking about it. And the tour guide talked about it and then said, hey, the family has their own distillery now. Go visit it. It's down the – like they have this mm-hmm. like cool, big, huge center. And I thought – and they have like prom pictures of their family, like that's awesome. More of that that actually Jack Daniels family, because they say he was the first black master uh, brewer of whiskey. I love that. What so a dream! What was, a dream! Right, but we needed it because we were feeling very uncomfortable. But there was a man on the tour that was French, and I could tell because he's speaking French. And so for whatever reason, my brain switched over, and I started speaking French to him. He had on a T-shirt that he must have been given by his hosts. Mm-hmm. because he had these two people that he was with that said it had an American flag on the back and it said, if you don't like it here, I'll help you pack. A Frenchman was wearing that. Well, it was a gift, right? Like he was given to him by. And of course he probably doesn't read English. I mean, he does he, he, probably. Um, but it was just one of these moments where I was like, that is to me, that's the antithesis of the American story. Like if you look at the real history, right? The real oh, history. Yeah. Was the idea of like, if you don't like it here, share why. And let's like, it was never, because that's what happened in England, right? The whole like British whole thing was that there was this sense you couldn't, you couldn't fight against what was happening. And so they left mm-hmm. to come here and now everybody has a voice, right? Suppose everyone has a voice. I mean, like I, no. I will say the argument I'm putting out there is just like the Puritans wanted freedom of religion for themselves mm. and nobody right. else. That's true. And I think like that's like where like we kind of like is like it's religious freedom, just like no, sort of maybe. <laughs> like <coughs> I can right. understand. Um, but those puritanical laws are still like at the root of like so many of our bullshit laws today. Like it's a reason why you can't buy alcohol until twelve thirty on a Sunday in Atlanta. You can't. Nope. Except for unless you're buying it from a bar, then you can get it at eleven. The brunch laws. We actually had to write an amendment and vote on it as a city. Well, Jack Daniels is in a dry uh, county. A dry county? 
Mm-hmm. I hate it here. It's stupid. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. The South is a bum ass, dumb ass place. I want to no, know. There is beautiful things about the South. I mean, I know that I live here, but I got a fucking house here. And I got, it's also bullshit. <laughs> um, one of the things I wanted us to like touch on a little bit is um, our dear friend Grace was featured two days ago, I believe, in the Washington Post. Uh, and our friend Chris Hauser, who has never spoken publicly about his absolute support of the LGBTQIA community, is someone who mm-hmm. works in the, and I want to say it right, um, contemporary Christian, the CCM. Mm-hmm. TCM uh, world. Yeah. CCM world. I mean, Amy Grant, I mean, he he is phenomenal. Um, and he actually let them use his name because he believes in grace so strongly. Um mm-hmm. And everyone else spoke under, like, in the dark. All these record executives were like, you know, the LGBTQIA community, like, pretty soon, you know, it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. And he came out and just was like, no, like, it now. No, and, it, no, that, that's the thing. Just, like, it is happening. And also, if we're talking about a friend. Control, yeah, we're talking about a friend, Grace, Grace Baldridge, Baldridge slash similar is the artist mm-hmm. name. I also mm-hmm. have um, one of their shirts. Um, I'll pull it up when I go get my tequila. I'll, I'll put it on. Oh, did you get one of the, I'll, I'll shut this blind because we got mm-hmm. like, this is what's happening. If I, I had left the window open guys, sorry. I mean, I like it. I think it's like, it's like contrast, like good contrasting lighting, you know, mm. it gives those like cool shadowy effects. But the article was saying what's been really cool about, uh, streaming and mm-hmm. things like that is that artists now, um, there isn't as many gatekeepers. The hard part is the mm-hmm. real money is made in tours. Mm-hmm. And so really, as we get out of this, hopefully, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but as we hopefully are turning a corner on being able to have large gatherings, mm-hmm. we need to start talking about what does it look like to even start to level the playing field of being able to have concerts that queer folks are mm. um, getting paid the amount of money they should be Yeah. Paid. And also, like, I, I I, know I've said this to you, and I will say it again. I want to win a fucking Grammy for best Christian album or mm-hmm. best Christian music performance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yep. Uh, the – because, like, I, I mean, like, I just think, like, if, Hill, if fucking Hillsong is – if that's what we're doing, I'm just like, we can do something so much better and also include everyone, and then it will actually – heal people oh i just like love that uh grace's the the fact that people know who grace is Mm -hmm. that they know who they are like just feels i don't know it was just neat to see i felt this i literally texted them and was just like oh my gosh thank you like this your work is so great and um so hopefully it will give some kids who need to hear that they are loved and great and uh, their experience in youth group is valid. And um, yeah. one more thing before we move on to full music. Did you know, you probably didn't notice, you and I got labeled as toxic theology. Did you see that? No. Where? Did it, where? Yeah, it. Uh, Text Blake, it to me right now. Blake Chastain actually, well, I just blocked the account. Uh, there was an account created on Instagram called Toxic Theology. And basically it just went through yours and mine and anyone who's involved in a reverent media group. And anyone who's associated with Dirty Rotten Church Kids and just like basically, but it was a bait and switch because they did this video about toxic theology. It was like anytime God's talked about as an angry God, then that's toxic theology. And here's some more toxic theology. And it was us. 
I'm toxic. Like, like that's like, you're right. You know how well, I'm toxic because I drink, I smoke, I have sex under the full moon. Um, I was just laughing because all I could think about is as soon as you read that, in my mind, you would start singing Britney Spears' toxic song. <laughs> but also, Josie, our other dear friend who's part of Robert Media Group, um, she writes, like, so Blake, like, asks all of us, hey, like, I just want to give you an opportunity to block this guy. Like, I've checked out all this thing. He's following all of us only. Like, here's he's- the deal. Just like... <laughs> So I knew your reaction was going to be the same as Josie. Josie's Wait, like, I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm leaving him. I'm not blogging him. This is going to be fun. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh yeah, I'm going to pull it up. We're going to look this up right now. Let's just do a screen share moment. No, we shouldn't. We're just Why not? The, we're encouraging the troll. It's just, what? what is the handle? Just toxic theology? I think it's just toxic theology. No posts yet. Maybe he got blocked. Maybe he got taken down. Maybe. Really? There's no post yet? Uh, Any just, stories? It just says no post. This is it toxic underscore theology? This account is private. Oh. I don't know. Um, I can't. If, if I'm on there, I can't see it. So. Okay. Well, maybe they were. Because, yeah. So I just think it's fascinating that someone would go to all the trouble to sort of like create an account just to say oh no like it it makes perfect sense that's what obsession does yeah like and like that's the thing is uh it just like if i feel like people like that it's just i'm just like what are you getting out of this like i really i would really love just like to like for sometimes like i not i don't want to have a long conversation just 15 minutes maybe where I would love to just sit with this person and be like, so like, what are you feeling right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's just, just like, it's just there. like, I'm like, tell me about like, what is it about me that fills you, that makes you think that this is toxic? And also just like, can you point out to me what the fruit of my toxic theology is? Show me the place. Like, that's the thing is if you can tell me where my toxic behavior is, I actually would love to know so that I could fix it. However, comma, you gotta look at like again. Where's the fruit? You know what's the, what's the harvest like? And my harvest right now is um, honestly like I had a couple of my clients text me and say, "Hey, like this has been really super fucking helpful. Like overall, stellar reviews." Well, I think it's. I just find it. It's the bait and switch that I wanted to talk. Like the idea of like God is a loving God, right? Um. God, and, God is loving, but God is also just. Right, right. And the, it's like a little bit of like the stuff that you, you and I have joked around about before. Like, what does that mean? And what does that really look like? And how are you living that out in your life? And people are so, it comes from a good place of wanting to like protect people kind of, but it also comes from a place of being afraid and, and filled with fear. Yeah. And filled with like, what what if I'm wrong? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's not, not even what if I'm wrong. They're convinced that they're right. That's the thing. It's like, but there's no possibility. And like, that's what I would love to just ask him. Just like, how do you know that to be true? And like, and also just like, can you know for certain? And then just like, no, but that's what faith is. I'm just like, okay, but just like faith in some, like 
I'll tell you what, at least for me, I am completely sure of my path. Not that I know everything or I'm certain about things, but I have clarity and I have mm -hmm. peace. And I tell you what, it does not seem to be the same case for those people. No. Uh, so anyway, that's us. We're So just to let you guys know, so, yeah. you're now listening to the Toxic Theology Podcast. Yeah, Toxic Theology Podcast, sponsored by House of Gucci in theaters next week. I Ooh, don't... you had it written down here to talk about it. And I was like, what? What do you want to say about it? I just want to talk about, it is so funny to me how, like, I don't know if you've read, like, some of the interviews mm -hmm. with Lady Gaga. She's like, yeah, I, like, um... I was studying the eroticism of panthers and how they <laughs> seduce their prey. And I'm like, I love how you're inventing acting, girl. Like this. Is <laughs> Here's the thing about Lady Gaga that I just, I, I've said it before, and um, I'm obsessed with this notion that one time when she was engaged and she was in a really serious relationship, <laughs> Stephanie was, uh, the, someone, a reporter asked him, what is it like to be engaged to Lady Gaga? And he said, I wouldn't know. I'm not engaged to Lady Gaga. I'm engaged to Stephanie. Lady Gaga is a character. And I thought, mm. ooh. My question she is, would she say that? Yeah, so she talked about it. She said she created this person when things hurt mm -hmm. to hear all the critiques to whatever. She created a person beyond that. Mm -hmm. So Lady Gaga is a person beyond mm. Stephanie. And so ah, she's can, the, the creative force behind. Right. So, so you can critique and go at Lady Gaga all you want, but Stephanie is not available. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. And a lot of people, Madonna has suggested that that's why her mental health has been okay through all of this is because mm -hmm. there is Madonna. And then I don't actually know what Madonna's real name is. Who does? That's the point. Hello. Hello. So um, yeah, um, I thought this was really So yeah, I just, um, I'm going to go see it because... Fucking, I love, I love Lady Gaga. She can do no wrong to me. Like She's A Star amazing. Is Born, I don't care if that that was the weirdest movie ever. I don't care if it was like a like Oscar bait bullshit. It was still fucking dope. Uh, she won me over uh, in a place that most people probably. It was when she was judging on a show called So You Think You Can Dance, which as a former dancer was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, that show I remember. I uh, loved it. Oh, I loved it. Um, fell in love with so many of the dancers. But uh, there was a moment when someone danced an incredible dance, and she took her shoe off and threw it at them. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make sense to anyone else but dancers. So if someone dances a performance. Or you're is, in church. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's the whole idea of, like, your dance has made it so that I can no longer dance. <laughs> like, I'm throwing my shoe. Yeah. I'm or it's over. just like, I'm just like, I'm on holy ground. I got to. I'm on holy ground. Uh, 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 and uh. I just thought, I love that about her, that she is such a performer, that she knows the take your shoe off rule. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, we'll um, we'll kind of like hop through the next couple of things. Um, sure. Harry Styles being on the covers of a few things, wearing femme clothing all over the place, being celebrated. Love it. And also and? my beef is, well, I don't need, it's the same thing with Sean Mendez and him being single again. And everyone's like, is Sean Mendez gay? I don't think it's helpful to speculate about people's sexuality. Do I think they're both queer? Absolutely I do. But that's another story for another time because I believe that we need to make it safe for straight people and straight cis dudes to be soft. Mm. That's one thing. 
So that's the one good thing. And it's just, it just, it still just boils my cabbage or burns my biscuits or pisses me the fuck off however you want to put it that uh that there have been queer people you know gender transgressing in their attire and appearance who are killed every single like so often this year alone um there are 45 transgender people mostly black trans women who have been killed uh, just for being trans in public. And so it's so wild to me how Harry Styles is getting paid for it. And that's like... That's why I love when you say and, because I think there is that side of like, how does it become normalized unless, mm -hmm. unfortunately, people with privilege embrace those who are, you know? So it's like, yes. I just wish also he would like be a little bit more explicit about it. And also Mm -hmm. like you know partner with other people who are queer fashion folks like alok for like example like create a platform like um kind of yeah, yeah don't agree. just be hot don't just like, be hot use your hot like i'm so serious you would make so- yeah. and this is also what i think is so interesting is that like the way the world is trending right now it is in your best interest to be the one doing this kind of thing like like, I, this is why I think, like, Lizzo has so much success across the board is not only is she talking about, like, you know, getting her whole life, but she's all, like, she is still educating and being a part. Not, not, not that everyone is, like, forced to be an educator, but she just, no. like, uh, and this is also the thing that not everyone has to be an educator and blah, blah, blah. I just know that what this is what I want. And this is what well, I Well, I think what you want, and I'm not saying that everyone has to be an educator, but even my conversations today that I had with a couple of friends where we're recognizing our own platform ability is there with that comes uh when you have privilege, there comes a responsibility. So Harry Styles is different than if it were a like outwardly gay man, mm-hmm. then it, it would be hard to ask for more of them. Does that make sense? Like asking more of the person who's already just simply by existing, having to be an example, a teaching moment, whatever, mm-hmm. like, so many of my friends are tired of being a teaching moment. Mm. They just want to be. Yeah. But for those of us who just get to be, yeah, then I, I think it's okay to say, could you mm. use this thing that has given you so much mm-hmm. as a moment? Can I tell you the feeling that just came up in me and I just realized what it was? What is it? It's actually just extreme jealousy. Mm. It's incredible jealousy. Like, it's like, well, how come he can do that and I can't? I'm just like, well, Kevin, you can. You can and you do, babe. Not enough. Not as much as I want to. Like, That's a good there's. Thing to notice. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's fucking cold outside. So, like, we're in skirts right now. Fuck that. No. <laughs> but there, there is just. Um, there's the practical side of it. Yeah. I am noticing. I'm having a lot more. What's so. Okay. This is. I, I need to start believing the data. When I go out and I'm wearing like a bold lip and makeup and I'm just a little bit more femme, I'm getting more attention from dudes. Like that is, I'm dead, I'm dead serious. I didn't expect this to happen, at least cause like in the cool bars that I go to in Atlanta, uh, it's, it's cool to be femme. But I've just noticed like, I have just, there's so much power in the feminine. Do you and think I just need, that I, or do you th- like, yes, absolutely. Or do you think that it's because you're tapping into a part of you that makes you 
more comfortable, makes mm-hmm. you more available, mm-hmm. approachable. Mm-hmm. Mm. How interesting. Circular. So those are the things with that. Um, Harry Styles, Sean Mendez, we thank you for your service. Yes, um, we do. And um, before, maybe add some more. Yes. Um, we'll do one more Did You Hear before we get into questions, Q&Os. Before um, we go to the Q&Os, questions and opinions, thoughts we, and prayers, we uh, to, don't forget to put tequila in your drink. And yeah, I'm going to shut this thing. But what's the next thing that you want to talk about? Do you want to um, talk if, about Taylor and Adele? I want to talk about how the the community has been wrecked. We have been uh, put on the sick and shut-in list. We are at home <laughs> weeping. Um, the, the sea levels have rose four the feet. Sea levels like my have rose. Miami is underwater, like one hundred percent, because Taylor Swift's uh, red Taylor's version. Um, and I always and Adele's newest album Thirty Thirty uh, just came out today. I have listened to it. Listened through it. I haven't listened through it yet. Oh, so good. A treat and a dream. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I will say I have listened to the 10 minute version of whatever that Taylor song is. I'm just like, uh, this is like when Hillsong, like we get a 14 minute version of Oceans. You know, just because you can does not mean you should always. <laughs> I feel like every every girl out here is trying to have, make her lemonade. And it's just like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every I'm girl so- out here is trying to make her lemonade. Every girl out here is trying to make a goddamn lemonade. Even Fergie tried to make her lemonade. Had a whole oh, ass movie honey. with it. She tried. And also, I just wanted to say, like, I think it's so wild, too, that, like, every album now must have an accompanying visual album with it. I know. It's a lot of work. I it's mean, I lo- guess it's because we lost uh, MTV, you know? Yeah. I am glad the, the format is evolving. But, but like, uh, short films? That's a lot of pressure. You yeah. can't release a song until you have a short film. Yeah. And then our next life. Hey, Grace, do you want to do a film together? That'll be fun. Oh, I would love that. Oh, my God. I'm so hungry. I just realized that. Um, actually, check out my friend dropped an album, IV King. I dot V King. Mm-hmm. Uh, queer, uh, incredible. Her and her wife are insane and has her visuals for her album is so good. Um, but a very small artist, if you just want to check them out mm-hmm. on YouTube. I dot the king, um, such good stuff. Speaking mm-hmm. about like visual artists who are just insane. Like mm-hmm. she's out here with a perm. Like she's permed her hair. Oh, that's what I want. And she's like hilarious. She like kind of is gender fluid in that like wears guys' clothes sometimes, but she's just so adorable. Like she's just such an adorable person. Um, and so great. So yes, thank you also to Taylor and Adele. Being in Nashville and seeing all the Taylor stuff is pretty mm-hmm. funny and pretty great. I love it. Also, my right here is still kind of numbish from it's earlier. Too. Will it come back? Will I get my hands yes. back? You'll get okay. your hands back. I don't like it. It makes me feel strange. And strange. It makes me feel strange. It makes me feel a strange. Okay, um, we're gonna take a, like a quick little breaky breaky, and we're gonna run to get don't our drinks. Because we have don't issues. don't come don't don't leave. Go get your drink and come back um, or whatever you're I'm just going to go shut the blind. You guys are all going to see that I'm limping. And then so when Sarah gets hand. back, she will tell you a joke. I will tell you a joke. She will. I'm real good at that. Good Hold on. Uh, 
friends, can you see me better? Is that better? Like literally that was right in my eyeball. If anyone is still on, um, give me a shout out. I'd love to know if you're still listening. Okay. Jokes. Um, gosh, I am. Is anyone else terrible at having like canned jokes? I'm horrible at canned jokes. It's just like appropriate ones. Um, I never can remember them. So that's the problem with me. Um, so good. Perfect. I'm really glad. Yeah, the lighting is much better, huh? All right, friends. Oh, Richard, it's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you, John, for saying this okay. is good lighting. Is it better? Oh, Kevin's All back. right. We're gonna get in a fight. My face was so tired from squinting. Uh, you, okay, I just want to say in the future, the moment that you feel uncomfortable or in pain, you should do something about it. That's a, do you see like, but that's some, that's the micro, that's the micro version of everything right there. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? It's good. Um, Jameson has a joke for us. What do you get when you cross a parrot with a tiger? I'm not sure. I would like to say. What the, this is the answer. I don't know, but if it wants a cracker, you best give it one. Get the hell out of here. Get the <laughs> hell out of here with that joke. He was in. Well, because I said I can never remember jokes. Like, I, I'm i so good at, like, I love, like, a like a stand-up moment. Like, I love that kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. I like to create a character. I like to, like, goof in it. But I can never, like, on, on the, like, fly, when people are like, tell a joke, I'm always like. Um. I, I mean, I have my I have my three to four long, stupid dad jokes. Yeah, I have a couple of those, but I can't remember them all. Like, I can't. It's like the only thing I'm not. I have zero stage fright. My fright is when, like, especially because I was a camp counselor for so long, and they'd be like, "Tell an appropriate joke," and I'm like, all I can think about is like boobs and penises right now. Like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. When you tell me to be appropriate, I'm incapable. Rush, why? I don't think we should ever be appropriate. Appropriate um, for I'd who? Like oh, I'd like to tell you that I have now switched over to the canned Moscow Mule. Very nice. Um, I have some just tequila and soda water. Um, uh, Did you CrossFit? No, because my friend bought me a really nice bottle of tequila for my birthday. So this is 32. Yay. Um, all right. So this is a section, question and opinion. Do you have any questions? I don't have any. Oh, I have plenty. And okay. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of drawing this from. Are you putting some together? No. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I'm drawing these from. Hold on. I got to pull up my, um, my bookmark tweets. Where are my bookmarks? Profile. What? Okay. If, if anyone knows where your bookmarks are on. List top Tweets bookmarks. On the, the Twitters? One, this it's the one labeled bookmarks. Um, so I put out a question for just the internet and I said, Hey, if you're like in spiritual deconstruction or Christian deconstruction okay. or whatever, what's the thing you're struggling with the most with and why? And I wanted to just pull on some of those topics and just get into it a little bit. Cause last week we actually touched on one that was a huge one, uh, or at least like one of the trends I saw in there, which was um, I don't believe in hell anymore. 
And but so like if heaven's not real either, if there is no conscious afterlife, what right? Do I do? That was such a good question. Yeah. And so, um, do 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 do. I'm pulling. I'm just kind of going through real quick. Um, I think the so that was one of them. But the actual biggest one that people were talking about was um, a lack of community. Like I think this yes. is something we are learning. And vastly over or underestimated about what we came from, like the value of yeah. having people who you called friends. Right. Like, and the loneliness. So um, uh, one of this person, um, I'm struggling with the lack of community, extreme loneliness. I feel like I've wasted the good years of my life and now I'm struggling to fit in anywhere. And so just like, I wanted to kind of like get into that a little bit. Yeah, actually, um, so, I think that's great on our uh, podcast that will be coming out in the new year, myself and uh, Justin Gentry. One of the questions we asked is like, did I waste? So we have a podcast coming out called Rev Covery for people who are either leaving ministry or leaving volunteering in ministry or thinking about mm -hmm. leaving those things. Um, Rev Covery. Uh, and we are talking about, did I waste mm -hmm. those years? Mm -hmm. um, I... I would say Kevin and I have come to this place where both of us feel like nothing's wasted. And so uh, hmm. I think, I think for me, yeah, I, feel, I mean, I approach it from a different thing, but you keep going and then I'll tell you where I, I come from. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like you didn't waste those years. I think um, they, you know, we can't go back. And I think that's important to like make peace with where we've been uh, for me and all the work and effort I put into building church communities for me, it was a little easier, right? Cause it wasn't building something that's necessarily been a toxic place yeah. for folk. No, but uh, so there is some like, okay, I'm lucky in that. I don't feel like I harmed people. And so I think when you feel like you harm people, it feels a little bit wasted Oh yeah, <laughs> by a little bit. I mean a lot. Um, so yeah, I think, there are some things that we can look back with fondness. Mm -hmm. um, so what what are the things that we're grateful for? And that's not making a lie. It's not oversimplifying it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What were you going to say about how you look back on the past? I mean, I think I'm just kind of thinking about like the process of like what it was to mourn the loss of that community mm -hmm. because like – if you haven't grieved, if you haven't really cried about it, you really need to. Um, but it was one of those things where I, it was like, I felt very foolish. And I felt like, like, you know, they stole something from me. Mm. Um, or took something from me that I could, ne I'm never going to get those years. And that, that's true. Those like, years back. I'm never going to get my teen years back. I'm never going to get mm -hmm. my my early 20s back. When like, you know, so like for a lot of us, like we lament uh the ways in which we could have or wanted to explore our sexuality. And a lot of us have like feelings of being like sexually or socially stunted as a result of that. Um, so the way I had to approach it was like, cause like, it's like, I can't really see the value in what happened. Like, it's just like I, I suffered abuse. And mm -hmm. so the way I put it is just like, whether or not it was wasted, like if I, if it was wasted, it's like, all right, so what? Hmm. So so you got lied to. So you were stuck in a system for that long. And it fucking was horrible. They did you wrong. And now, what would you like to do? And hmm. that, for me, I think, is where I had to hang my hat. Because it's just like, I don't want to, like, 
put value where there's where there is valueless. I will say like every time like it was like it's like when we get stuck in that story of they hurt me, they hurt me, they hurt me. You know, right. when we hold them as the object of our negative attention, recognizing I don't want to do that again. I don't want to get hurt again. You are I'm like you know a lot about what you don't want to feel, but you don't know a whole lot about what you do want to feel now. Oh, that's such an important that's such an important like you know what you don't want in community. Mm -hmm. And did it also maybe teach you what you do want? And that's the thing is, this is again, the conclusion I came to is that at minimum, not saying I want to put meaning where there's no meaning, mm -hmm. but like, if I look at these experiences as like in that moment of discomfort that something bad happened, automatically there was something in me that knew exactly what I wanted. Mm. And so if I, but the thing was just like, did I move towards that thing that I wanted? Did I feel free enough to do it? Did I think I had access to it? No, I did not because I thought I had to stay here in order to stay holy. And so therefore, like I kept, you know, doing, I was caught in the loop. Um, so all that to say, I, is like, you got to forgive yourself. Even because you may um, like, you know, if you were the person who caused harm, you know, make it, you know, the fifth step of the, of the 12 step program is make amends as long as you're not causing harm. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe apologize to people, you right. know, who are on your heart, so to speak. Um, if, unless it's going to like cause a really, really strong reaction in that person. Um, and even if it does, you can't be responsible yeah. for yeah. Uh, everything. Yeah. Cause I think that's a hard part too is, um, as I'm dealing with working with a lot of pastors who are transitioning out of the pastorship, I think it's okay to seek forgiveness if you need to. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I think it's important for us to recognize that we're making ourselves central again. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some of us need to step out of the center. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a both end. Yeah. Listen to your heart. Um, ask, ask a friend, get some advice mm -hmm. on it. Um, what was, uh, what would you say, Sarah? Like, who are your friends outside of, of Churchland now? Who, like, how do you make friends? How do you find community? What have you been mm -hmm. doing? So the crazy thing for me is um, the friendships that I've been making lately, like new friends, right? So I have friends like you that I met within the sphere in some ways, even the stepping out sphere, right? So I think it's okay for folks to find, like, a deconstructing community. That's great. I but mean, I it think definitely the shared experience certainly helps. Certainly helps. Uh, as I started sharing more about my personal life on Instagram, uh, like my Airstream, my, you know, whatever it might be, I've, I've found a lot of actual friends in that space, people who are fascinated in those things, people who don't really care about Pastor Sarah, like she's interesting, but that's not the main thing about me that fascinates them. Um, I feel like I've been able to make friends. Truthfully, my running mm. community is a pretty strong friend group, um, but I think it's, you know, it's always hard to make friends as adults. And I think we kind of lost the ability to do that when we started making just our primary partnership mm -hmm. the most important thing. And that's not just Christianity. That's within American culture. That, when yeah, we look at, that's like, Western culture Hallmark, for sure. Right. Instead of saying, like, it's important for us to have friendships. And more and more studies are telling us that when it's an all or nothing marriage, it's most likely going to fail Oops. because that's the model of American uh, and Western. When I say American, I mean North American. Mm -hmm. 
understandings of marriage. A lot of understandings of marriage is like it's like Western primary. capitalism. It's always right. all or nothing at all. You get all or when nothing. you go to and your work, you got to give your best all the time. When you do, and I think that's also what we do with our healing. It's like we got to think, we got to muscle our way in, in, into it. That's, yeah. yeah, and so I think there's this like really interesting thing where we've lost the ability to have adult friends. So yesterday I was laughing because I was downstairs in the bar here at the hotel as we were getting ready to go out mm -hmm. um, for dinner and meet up with some of our friends. We met up with um, Lillian and so, um, it was, we were, I was listening to this group of guys try to like connect with each other. Clearly they've worked together, but never met. Mm -hmm. And they were telling old fraternity stories. And Oof, I was like, Theta. sign me just, up because I will, I will swap fucking stories. It, it's a whole thing. It was a whole thing, but it was kind of actually a little bit cute. Mm -hmm. And um, as someone who loves to like watch people, uh, there was this like older woman sitting with her friend and they were having, you know, drinks before they went to the orchestra. And there were like all these people having these like friendship encounters. Mm -hmm. And I think as an adult, I have learned to begin friendships based on a little bit of affinity. We learned mm -hmm. not, and by affinity, I mean like, what do you like to do and yeah. do that? And then you'll meet your people. Mm -hmm. um, we learned a lot of us within church culture that we were only supposed to stay like, God, I hope I can find church people who also like to camp instead of what if oh, I just yeah. went to REI and met all the camping people? Yeah. Um, there are so many opportunities. And I want to say, because I think this is really important to say, adults are lonely. Uh, other people feel the way you feel. Mm-hmm. Especially now that we're in a gig culture where a lot of people don't have coworkers, mm -hmm. I think that you have to find something, like whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, Sierra shared right there if you want to pull that one up. Like finding people who have a similar interest or um, group of thing. So I'm finding the ethically non-monogamous community super hey, strong hey. when it comes to creating space for community to flourish, at least in the communities I've been exposed to. Yep. I that's would, not my jam I would, but that's other people's jams I mean with anything it's just like I think like you know me I think that <sighs> non-monogamy is the future and the present and the past actually if we, it's always been it's always been um, anyways um, what about you Kev where do you find friends outside of um, outside of what we do here on the internet yeah, um, I, I mean think... like I mean like if I'm being frank like a lot of my closest friends. Well, I've I've got that. It, it's very interesting because I have a very rich friendship with many people that I've met online, uh, and I also um, in Atlanta. I actually have real ass friends that I hang out with in real life, and it's truly a, a treat and a dream. Um, this is gonna sound silly. Um, a lot of them I go to church with. That doesn't sound silly. Um, uh, so for me, like that, it was like I go to a progressive, affirming, dope ass church, and that has allowed me just a natural little slice of community with people who are interesting and intelligent, and they're people whom, uh, you know, we go out on Saturday nights and we also sing in the choir on Sunday morning. So it's like, it's there's no um, there's no um, separation of our worlds. Um, which is really cool. Like they're the people who have, were there, they were there when my dad died. Uh, when I was flat broke, they helped me out. It's just, they're my people. And I'm very, very lucky. Um, I think where I've been meeting friends now is funny enough, like 
if you get on the apps and you're actually sincere about wanting to make friends, I think it's possible. So like I've actually met a few friends on Grindr. Um, I, cause like, if you really just say like, Hey, you look cool. You want to go hang out? You want to grab a drink? Like ain't no harm. It's actually a lot more fun. Um, that's been something that you really challenged me in that I've been really grateful for. Um, because of purity culture, because of my experience of being a woman in the South in leadership, I used to be so afraid of leading, leading people on mm-hmm. even in friendship. Um, and because so many people were given boundaries around being a friend mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. That's um, the thing. It's just like, you couldn't like, it's like, it was always because like your partnership with anyone you could be romantically attracted to had to end in marriage. The, the air end goal was a certain thing, which is ownership. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and like questioning that and thinking like, like it's not a failure if I'm just a friend with someone. And I, m- most of my closest friends are actually guys. And um, that's just a natural thing because of some of my likes that are traditionally guy. Like I'm a sports person. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, you make fun of me for being the straight, but seriously, like I like to watch sports. I want to sit and watch sports. So those are the people I'm naturally inclined to be around. And I think there's so much to be said about you find your people when you are your people. And by that, I mean, when you're doing the thing that brings you joy mm-hmm. or like last night I saw um, this like cider tasting, this really cool cider bar here had cider tasting cider brewery mm-hmm. and it was a meetup. And you saw these people meet each other for the first time over cider, which is like, whatever. If alcohol is not your thing, that's fine. There's like tea tastings or whatever. There is and something for you. Connected. Yeah. Like that's it, how are you an, an are you an anime freak weirdo? You need to go to one of those cons. <laughs> like like Absolutely. me like I love going to like Dragon Con in Atlanta. You meet you the do? cool. Oh my god, yes. You meet the coolest <laughs> fucking people. Have I ever cosplayed? No. I don't have time, energy or patience to try and create elaborate costumes like um not until I become the drag queen of my dreams. I love it. Have I ever cosplayed? No. Would I? If I it's it's, it's it really is like it's just time and effort and just like I'm gay and tired. One of the things someone wrote, um, can we have a your favorite ants camp? And I think this all ties around mm. this because there is something about an, an affinity and a connection that happens around hearing that you're okay and then meeting other people who are okay with themselves. Like there's just this sort of like the work that you and I get to do. I think one of my favorite things is that we get to connect people with other people and people who maybe have engaged our work, then engage each other and don't even need us anymore. Right. That's the goal. Um, That's what actual community is. And that is also the way I think spiritual community needs to work is it's not so much like a cult of personality. It is literally just connecting people with relationships and resources. Ooh, Come on, somebody. Relationships of resources and themselves and not being afraid to um, be honest about what you want and need and what you enjoy. Because so many people are acting like they enjoy things that they just don't enjoy. But they're trying to do that so that they can, like, fit into the ideal, right? Mm -hmm. Yikes. So hopefully that was helpful with how do I find a friend when I'm an adult. Yeah. I know it's hard. Yeah, also. And and just admitting it's hard. Admit that it's hard. Try some things. Recognize that you're not you may you're not going to strike gold every time. Um, 
meaning something like sometimes like if this because like this is the thing um this is something of course in miracles would say like a lot of times like we go into spaces and we don't have a goal in mind and then things just happen and then we just mm-hmm. like, oh my god that happened because i'm an idiot or because i don't have experience you know we put all this pressure on ourselves to perform rather than saying in the get-go like what is my goal here what would i like to have happen you know, if I go into a situation, so when I go out, usually, like, I have to tell myself, like, I I intend to have a good time tonight. I intend to uh, see my friends. And if there's an opportunity to make sex times with someone, I, I embrace it. But my number one thing is I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a good time. Period. And I'm only going to do that which serves that end. And so just setting that very, very small intention of saying I'm going to go make a friend. Like I've actually said, I want to go out and make some make a new friend tonight, and a lot of times I do. So, um, it's a it's really really amazing what the brain and the mind and and spirit does. It's like when I have that intention of like I just want to make a friend tonight. And it's okay for you to for those of you who are leaving spiritual communities to go find friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna be uncomfortable sometimes. Maybe especially because you think that nobody understands you, but just like. If they don't understand you, just fucking explain it to them. It's I, like, you think it's weird? You think that you're the freak? Well, guess what? Maybe you kind of are, but guess what? That doesn't mean that you're bad. But it also, like, you might be uncomfortable with the way that other people live their lives or all the things that you've been told oh, or yeah, not. yeah, okay? that's real. Like, it's okay for you to say, whoa, this is a lot. Like, I am so grateful for the friends that I've made that were, for me, uh, pushing myself beyond how I live my life with the recognition that how they live their life does not affect how I live my life. Yeah. And that, and, I mean, like, that's like you and me all the time when I talk about me being uh non-monogamous, like, like I can tell sometimes it gets a little, like little, like crunchy for you. And, and then, there are times when I say it to you and you are so gracious with me. Yeah. And like, we have a good laugh about it. Cause you'll yell and say, you're so mm-hmm. monogamous and straight. Yeah. And that doesn't and that, hurt my feelings. Yeah. It's just a statement. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I, I don't need your feelings about me to change for me to be happy. And I don't need other people to change for me to be happy. No. And that's the thing is like, when you recognize that, you know, you, and maybe this is just my recognition this week. It's just my, my only thing I'm supposed to do right now is to hold myself uh, at the center of my well-being. Mm. And when I do that, I am most powerful. And it is different than like, I guess the thing is like friendships are so much more meaningful or maybe easy. I think mm-hmm. when you don't need other people to be something. And yeah. That's a when really you, vague sentence. No, it's not. What you're getting at is like, you need to, you need to find people that you enjoy. Yeah. That's that's the word. It's just like just pure enjoy. Like, how can you go and be with these people? And it's just like you when you see them, and you're just like, I like when I see when I'm around my friends, and like I get really present in the moment. I'm just like, you're just the most incredible thing in the world, aren't you? And I think it's okay to say it. Yes, I think we no, don't. You gotta say you. We like, don't say it oh, enough. Oh. Like that's why I appreciate you and Matthias, um, who say these things to me. Like I just. Mm really enjoy being around you because I think for those of us who have spent spent so much time performing or mm-hmm. being, it's so nice just to hear like just sitting with you right now is just 
where I want to be a hundred percent. And I'm so glad that we get, even we, you and I talk about the show all the time. We're so glad other people show up, but for us, it's also just this great commitment to Mm -hmm. each other and to like learning about each other's worlds. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it helps other people too, Mm -hmm. but it's such an experience of family for us to just Mm -hmm. connect. Yep. And I like, you know, if like, if the word family feels triggering to you or whatever, just like, this yeah, is what I mean. I, no, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is like, I think that friendship, like good, true, beloved mm-hmm. community friendship mm-hmm. where, and this is where like, I get into like my ideas around like, um, relationship anarchy, this idea mm. that like, all of my relationships have equal value and importance in my life. They're all just different. I have different mm-hmm. commitments with each one. I have different ways of moving with each one. Um, and all of them are equally important. I just, you know, the time, like, you know, our expectations for all of them are just different. And that to me, there's a lot of freedom in that because like, there's just so much opportunity for love without ownership. I just need that sentence. There's so much opportunity for love without ownership because mm-hmm. I have had so much heartbreak mm-hmm. because I thought a relationship had to look a certain way and I missed out on what it already was. Ooh. You know, wow. You and I have talked over and over again. I, I, I've got this friend who for lots of reasons can't be what I would love for him to be in my life now or maybe ever. But I just miss out on the fact that like how great it is to connect to another human and feel seen mm-hmm. when you're with them yeah feel and it doesn't have to be a heartbreak mm-hmm. if it means we never walk down an aisle like whatever it might yes. be right um, because who gets to connect with someone who sees you mm-hmm. and has all the same interests yeah it's one of those things where if you I mean, you're all, again, you know my rule. I'm always allowed to ask for what I want as long as I'm okay with hearing no. Yes. And that's the thing is if you can't hear no when you ask for friendship with somebody, like if they, if they don't, if they like, you know, what do you do? Like if you like ask for love and they say no, what are you going to do? Are you going to completely break down? Is it going to ruin your opinion of them? Do you, are you going to say, you don't fucking love me? Hmm. Um, that's called fucking codependence, baby. But it's just like when I when I look at someone, it's just like I love you and I need nothing from you. Like that is actually uh, unconditional love. Oh, I love you and I need nothing from you, because not because it's not lovely to have it, mm-hmm. but because in myself I am whole. Mm-hmm. With the divine within me, I am whole. Yes. With my I, you, it's not you can't hurt me because I'm I'm no man is I'm an island. No, mm-hmm. it's not that. It's it's just that, like, the awareness that you're enough. Mm-hmm. And like, and I also want to say like, if if for for those of you listening to this, and it sounds like really, really like woo woo, a little off the deep, and Sorry, you don't yeah. you don't know where we are, I guarantee you that there's a part of you that un- does understand what we're talking about, and okay. it just feels uncomfortable. Maybe at least like this is what I think about a lot. Is like, um, I don't know, it, because that is like that is that's radical vulnerability right there. Like that's the thing, is that it is truly. Uh, allowing yourself to be completely seen. And uh, when you've been rejected a whole lot, it is scary. When you're afraid of betrayal, it's scary. Yeah. And so observe the feelings, note where they are, and uh, try it anyway. Try it anyways. And recognize that 
you'll recognize that friendships are fluid and you know the the stream like your streams will come together and diverge at different times for example the other night i saw a man who i had made out with earlier in the past and i was just like wow i'm so happy to see you again because maybe we can make out <laughs> i didn't say that to him but that's what my thought was and i was just so happy You're and so then funny. and then the other night um which i think hopefully i think we're going out tonight um I ran into this guy who we like matched with on Tinder a bazillion years ago. This has nothing to do with the actual question. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I love, I just love that you're like, and it can be whatever, but it's about holding things loosely. Right? Yeah. Try to hold things loosely. And then also when you're in your fees about it, baby yourself, be very sweet to you. Like that's yes. my biggest advice is like, yeah, like, do exactly what you need. And if you can not do something with complete presence and joy, like why are you doing it? Yep. Yeah. Well, this has been another episode of your favorite. Aunt. Yeah, please. Um, I subscribe, like share it. You like, we're going to be like and share and subscribe. And if you can make it here on Fridays, we love sitting with you in this. We know that we're about to enter into a very difficult season for a lot of people. And so oh, we're yeah. Just Come on, Blue Christmas era. Whoa! I know. We will be with you the day after Thanksgiving. Are you able to record yeah, for Miami? Yeah, I'll be. I'm trying to get. Can you um, bring our aunts on? I'm trying to bring your, your two favorite uncles on. Ah! Crossover episode. Um, so yeah, I'm going down to Miami to spend it with Josh and Adrian, um, the host of Dirty Rotten Trench Kids. Uh -huh. Dirty Rotten Trench Kids. You know what I think? Like, I just besties. Um, they are as good in real life as they are on uh, yeah. on the air. Yeah, they're amazing humans. Um, we are so lucky. And again, it's you know what it is. So you and I, we stepped into what was us. We really stepped in it. And then we ran into other people who were like, "Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm mm. weird the same way," and that's how. Our mutual weirdness. And mm -hmm. that's that's how you do it, guys. Yeah. So, yes, uh, um, that will be next Friday. Join us. Mm -hmm. um, um, you, also, got any, you got any promos? You got any things going on? You know what? I have a couple spots open in coaching, which I'm really excited about. So if you are Ooh. interested in doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, that is what I am being trained to do and am trained to do. Uh, and so I just – um, I've got some really great clients right now and it's super fun mm -hmm. and I'm working so with churches as well. Uh, and I just want to open up my time more and more. So I have been traveling a lot in the last six months and I'm going to be back home for a while and open to in Costa? more available. Yeah, I'll be in Costa Mesa all of November, the rest of November and December probably. Cool. Uh, Let's go to Tulum for New Year's. What? Um, and so Sorry. I would love to help people kind of help them sort of think through their transitions in a different way. So I'm doing that, but also, uh, working on a couple podcasts, both of which will come out in the new year again, yeah, back yeah. to making spaces. I was hoping to get uh, a lot more recorded before, but one of the big things I'm looking for is an editor. So I'm working on that. Hey, if you are someone who is interested in editing podcasts, please send an email to, uh, ask your favorite answer, gmail.com. Yeah. And you have, if what you, have, you got that you um, want to share before we close out? My promotions are I've got cute merch in the store. You do. Let's just so back up you. and like look at the let's look at the material real quick. Stop it. Um over here we've got the cute little it says, I am not lost, I am in wonder. And it's got this cute little like, you know, hand cut off mm -hmm. design. 
Um, looks mystical and woo-woo. It's a crappie toppy. Um, mm-hmm. Got sizes all the way up to, I think, three. I think it's 3X, but 2X for sure. This is um, a 2X. And I am a six-foot-tall, um, broad-shouldered woman. And um, I like it. It's very billowy. It's very cute and very fun. Um, yeah, that I think that might be my next purchase from your website. It's very, very cute. Um, I've also got some new merch that I just put up in the store. I need to be more promotional about them. And also, if you want stuff by Christmas, you should order by December 5th. Wow, so gassy. So sorry. Um, I'm so glad you're here, though. Yes. Um, I think that's everything. Follow me online at the Kevin Garcia. Please buy my book. Follow it's me. called Bad Theology Kills. Follow me at Revster Heath. And do me a huge favor, if you can, and buy my books on Amazon. Because guess what just happened? My publisher pulled all my books. They're no longer publishing my books. So if you want to grab them off Amazon, I make that money. Yeah. Um, this is... Uh, they. Re- I'm not going to lie. They fucked you. I know. Yeah. Also, I wrote this down, and I just want to like plant this in the heart and mind of everyone out there. Here's the ASMR of it. Okay. Where did you write them? As our closing Just listen thought. to that real quick. Ooh, I like it. Um, I want to do a conference. I've always wanted to run a huge conference of some kind because I want to bring a whole shit ton of people together. And I was like, okay, so I've got like the evolving faith conference. I was like, let's just do the irreverent. Let's just do the irreverent faith conference. I think it'd be fun. Yep. And I think it'd be really delicious. We, I'm probably going to do it in Atlanta because I live here. I love Atlanta, so let's do it. It's a really fun time. It's easy. Save that room. Yeah. Save that money, too. It's, it's actually a lot cheaper to do things here, too, than other places. So I'm just, I, uh, I look forward to our dreams and visions. Um, Till next week, everyone. We love you. Make good decisions. Drink lots of water. Drink lots Stay of water. Stay off your foot if you're injured. Yeah. And um, make sure whatever you do, you do with joy. Okay? Okay. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Bye. We love you. Bye.